Bottom of hour number two of On the Block. Austin Norman, Eric Strickland with you. And back on the 93.7 The Ticket Airwaves. Now the first time we've heard him today. Mr. Steve Sipple. Steve, it's been a couple weeks. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, Austin. How are you doing? Glad to hear it. Things are things are good here. We got Husker Spring Ball underway. And, uh, you see Stricky representing. You can't yeah. see it, but Stricky representing on three right now. Stricky, <laughs> you're always there. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Got the hat on. I said, yeah, I got Sip coming on today. I said, let me go in and represent on three. <laughs> you, don't, you do not have the hat on. Do sure you know? I do. He does. Mm-hmm. Stricky, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, y'all Thanks. big time. Yeah. I, lo- I love everything about what y'all got going on. It's good stuff. Well, that's nice of you, Stricky. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Steve, you've been doing uh, plenty of work covering Husker Spring Ball as it gets underway. Um, we're here already. We've had, you know, a couple practices in the books. I know there's a lot of excitement because it is football in Nebraska. People want it back. They don't want to go so long without it. But as excited as I think people are, I do feel like there's, you know, so, some more wait and see in this fan base. The Kool-Aid not flowing quite as fast. I mean, you interact with fans, you know, on the daily basis on your show, uh, the comments of your articles. Do you get that same feeling? Oh, absolutely, Austin. I think that's, and I think it's appropriate, that sort of uh, hesitancy right now. I mean, I, you know, Nebraska fans have seen a lot. Uh, their hopes have been dashed a lot. I think it's just a I mean, I think it's a conscious decision decision on the parts of some people and probably subconscious to a certain extent with others or, or some sort of mix. I know just as a human being, I'm that way. Um, and, you know, if, if I don't think Matt Rule necessarily would understand it. It's, I, think, I think psychologically this place can get pretty complex. But, no, I think that's an accurate characterization, Austin. I think people are a little hesitant. I, I know that if I write something that is trends toward optimistic, um, you get called out on it. Like, oh, here, here you go again, simple, <laughs> uh, pumping sunshine, you know, that sort of thing, which I appreciate. I mean, it's, I understand it. So, yeah, there's definitely that hesitancy, Austin. We're three and a half months into the, the Matt Rule era, such as it is. We know we're just early in spring ball, but what have you seen from Matt Rule so far that that you like that he's been doing well? Is there anything that gives you pause about what you've seen so far? Uh, the thing I really like is, is just he's he here's what I like. He's embraced it. He's really embraced it. Now some people I get it again. Now again, there's people that will say, "Well, what do you expect?" You know, he's making nine million dollars a year (laughs) i'd embrace that too (laughs) he's very genuine in the way he's embraced it maybe that's a better way to put it um he does he he seems taken by the place and the the amount of attention the program gets and how fervent the fan base is i think it's all it's all it's struck a good chord with him he's a football guy i think he likes that now austin strick you know that can change when they lose. You know, the first time they lose a game, they're supposed to win. Well, the first time, you know, if they get blown out, the tenor of the conversation changes. But right now, we don't need to talk about that. Well, the, only, the thing that's given me pause is they haven't added the big men that they, in my opinion, they've needed to add. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen. I, they're a little, when I, I keep saying they're a little light up front, I don't mean it literally. 
I mean it figuratively mostly, especially on the offensive side. They're not light and they're not, they're not big guys, but they're not, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just wish I could look at that line and say, oh, yeah, <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a road grader unit. I mean, they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to hammer people. We just haven't seen that for so long. On the defensive side, I don't, I don't know, losing Colton Feast, some, for some reason, people just write that off as no big deal. That's an example. You can't, it's hard to lose. It's hard for a program to lose a big, productive guy, and they don't have a lot on that side, on the defensive side, interior guys. You can't. They might turn out to be fine there. I don't know, but I'd still, I, just, I thought they should add for sure another offensive lineman, just one more in addition to the Arizona State transfer. And then I thought you'd have to add two defensive linemen that you could look at and say they're ready to go. And they didn't. They didn't do that. Well, they added Elijah Judy. Mm-hmm. Now, Judy's huge, but I think that yeah, huge and I'm not speaking literally. He's, he's big enough. But they, he, they need Judy to be good. They, he almost has to be good. You know, and then – I would like to see him add one or two more of those type of players. They we we, th- we thought they had the offensive lineman for a second in, in Walter Rouse, but then he yeah. uh, decommits and goes to Oklahoma. That's a loss. But it, on the offensive line, Ethan Piper said something to to the effect of he felt like the team had been babied recently. Do you think he was just referring to stuff on the field, off the field, or do you think there's something to be said that it was probably both? Oh, I don't. It's hard to, for me to imagine a Rayola babying anybody on the field. I, I don't know what. Now I didn't hear Austin. I didn't hear Ethan's interview, and I, I, that's the first I've heard of that. So I don't know exactly what he's referring to. Um, I don't know. That's, that strikes me as odd because of Donovan. I know Donovan's personality. I don't know Donovan as well as I know Dominic, but I know he's a Rayola. And, and I and I know enough about. It. I, I'm surprised. I don't think they got babied in terms of how their offensive line coach treated them. So I'd have to look into that comment. Sip, uh, real quick. Um, obviously, as as has been previously stated, um, you know, I talked about this being probably the the craziest. Um, NCAA tournament probably of all time with just how things are panning out. Now, as you've watched styles of play, we see that the Big Ten has faltered, you know, seriously. Uh, Only one getting through is Michigan State at this point to the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at the style of play, the types of players um, that that are still left, what do you look at Nebraska in the needing, what they need to bring in, accomplish uh, in this transfer portal that can help them to be able to fight if they were to make a run at an NCAA tournament next year? Well, that's a, I mean, it's a fairly complex question. It's a good question because um, not, not all these teams are the same. But the one thing I would say, in, you know, in an overarching sense, overarching sense, is just more athleticism, mm-hmm. more more speed and athleticism. Now, size, speed, athleticism. Nebraska didn't have enough of it, clearly. I mean, I'm not talking out of turn here. They, they finished where they finished. They didn't make it in the NIT. Um, 
I mean, I've watched Bama. I mean, Bama's a clear example of a team that's ungodly athletic, right? I mean, they, I mean, but it's not just Alabama. You can go to a four-seeded UConn that starts two seven-footers, but is athletic around those two seven-footers, really athletic. Different kind of team than Alabama, but still tough and athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I'm struck by all the time watching this tournament is the toughness of the teams and the athleticism. Now, Fred went out and got two guys that fit, like Jawan, Gary, and, and three, actually, Greasel and Bandamel. All those guys, when I watch the tournament, I think those guys would work in this. Um, just probably need more of them. Um, you got to right now, he's got to go. I'd say you got to get Fred's got to get a point guard. Nice to get a wing. Got to get a big. And they got to get guys that are ready to go. I mean, ready to ready to score 12, 15 a game. Yeah. There's speed on him. I mean, I think Austin and Strick, I, I almost think the offseason for Fred is as interesting as what's going on at the football stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Fred is in year five. He hasn't made the postseason, um, and he's got to get guys, and, and not, not fill in filler guys, not to fill in around a bunch of guys you you say can get it done. They're good guys coming back. They're good. I mean, Jamarcus Lawrence is excellent. Casey is excellent. Um, there's some good players coming back, but he he needs to go get some dudes. And I and sometimes I think I hope he's watching this tournament. I mean, I hope. I mean, you watch Tennessee. And tell me what you see. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. Tennessee's a bunch of big dirt. That, that's a physical team. I mean, they go headhunting when they check. Um, so that's that's an example. I watched all of Kate, Kentucky and K State. I mean, they're, they're they're tough dudes. They're physical, and they're. I mean, I I just think toughness. I don't know how you recruit it, Strick. I mean, come on, Strick. You were that guy, so I, I mean I understand it because I've seen it. Yeah, and I and you see it in the tournament time, but it's hard to kind of describe it to someone. If you know, you got to kind of point out certain players. That that Kansas State point guard Noel, Mark, I think his name is. Oh Mark, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's tough dude. I yeah, mean, he's, he's not. There's no back down in him. You know. Facts. So yeah, it's a lot of Nebraska. It, sometimes I think they're close. And then sometimes I think no, they're not. They're, they're not. When I'm watching this tournament, I, sometimes I wonder. Um, yeah, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder, though. How much of that athleticism, Steve? Do you think comes from whether it's base or basketball or football? Comes from there just being more athletes in the recruiting areas, and how much of it is on the Big Ten coaches for not necessarily opening up their playbook and letting their athletes shine all the time? I, I I'm not qualified to answer that. I wonder. I wonder about the. I wonder about the athleticism part of it a little bit. Oh, I, and I and I do wonder why the Big Ten, the Big Ten, you know, has only one team left. It. I I don't think it's an easy discussion. Um, it's not like Maryland doesn't have a roster that they that that you look at and say, oh God, that's athletic. They are really athletic. I mean, they are really mm-hmm. big. They're a really athletic team. So why does – I mean, maybe it's Maryland got a bad draw. I mean, they weren't going to – they just weren't going to beat Alabama. Um, now, when I look at – when I look at Purdue, I do 
see lack of athleticism across the board. I've said it on my show. Mm-hmm. I said, I think I said it on your show. People, the guy, Bill and Jake kind of laughed at me when I said, if you take off Eden, they are really average. Look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, now what they said, those guys laughed and said, well, of course, if you take the best player off of every team, it's going to change it dramatically. No, no, it doesn't. It, it's, it changes some teams more dramatically than others. And with Purdue, it's dramatic. If you take Edie off that team, which, you know, you, sometimes he's on the bench, and when they're playing, they really, okay, let's put it this way. Tell me I'm wrong. If Purdue without Edie looks like an eighth or ninth place team in the Big Ten, that's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Now, with Edie, they won the regular season title and a tournament title. But if you take him away, that, that is no way. I mean, there's no shot. They're, they're, they're not finishing in the upper division. So, I don't know. It's complicated. It's really fascinating. I don't believe that it's that – I don't believe in, in the theory that they beat each other up, the Big Ten teams beat each other up in the regular season. I don't believe that because yeah. the Big 12 is a meat grinder. The Big East is a meat grinder. Those teams do better mm-hmm. it come tournament time. So, I don't know. I don't know what it is. A couple things back on football before we let you go. As you look at spring practice, who do you think are who are some guys you're monitoring uh, in terms of their performance this spring? Guys you're waiting to hear about with with a new set of eyes on them. Who are some of those breakout candidates in your eyes? Oh, with a new set of eyes on them, um, Gabe Urban. I mean, just mm-hmm. go back to what what Matt Rule said about him yesterday. Um, that he's had one of the best winters of anybody. Gabe Irvin's a clear example. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Gabe Irvin at the running back position benefits from new eyes on him. Um, and Anthony Grant's out. I mean, Anthony Grant is suspended um, academics and just he has to clean up some off-field stuff. It's not a good – I mean, if I were Anthony, I'd be a little nervous because – at that position, you have Gabe Irvin drawing high praise from the coach and the coach's first media appearance of the spring. You know A.J. Allen's knocking on the door, and you have Ramir Johnson in that room. I mean, this is, a, this is a very competitive room, and if you're Anthony Grant, you don't want to be sitting out right now. Facts. It's not good for him. I mean, not in that room. It'd be, so that that definitely be one guy. Xavier Betts is certainly that guy. He's given a second chance, essentially, with a new staff and has responded well, real well from what I've heard. Um, Strick would probably know more about that than me. Garcia Castaneda fits that. Um, on, on defense, uh, let me think about defense. Who could benefit from a new set of coaching eyes on him? I don't know. I don't know if there's any other – I'd say Omar Brown is that. Mm. Um, Omar's back. You know, he came here with back issues, and I think back issues slowed him a little bit last season. Now you see see the photo of him on Twitter carrying Teddy Prohaska, who weighs three hundred twenty pounds, literally carrying him mm-hmm. on his back. I think his back must be okay. <laughs> um, now Omar Brown, that's the kind of guy you could see challenge maybe a Miles Farmer. Um, and so I'd watch Omar Brown. I'd watch Davin Wright. Um, those, those two guys stand out in my mind. Javin had, Javin Wright had, had established himself with the previous staff. So I think Omar Brown's probably a better example. 
similar vein, but different at the same time. I know Thomas Fedoni was marched up to uh, speak at the podium after um, the the winter drills were done because of his work as a captain for that team. Just how important is it for uh, the Nebraska coaching staff to identify more guys like Fedoni who are bought into what they want to do and kind of step into that leadership void left by by Garrett Nelson's departure? Oh, that's a great – no, I never thought of it that way, but that's a good way to put it with Fedoni. I mean, Fedoni is a Garrett Nelson-type player now. Now, Fedoni probably can't lead like Garrett did because Fedoni hasn't done anything yet. Right. But once he does, he's that type of guy. He really is. And he proved himself as a leader to a certain extent in the winter conditioning program. Fedoni, you know, if he stays, health, if he stays healthy and has, and has the kind of production we expect, yeah, he'll not only be a force on the field on Saturdays, but he'll be a, a great leader in the program. He has that type of personality and he cares a lot about the program as he's, you know, he's still here. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's that, de- he's definitely that type of guy. Um, now are you, are you wondering who else would be like that? I mean, how, how many more guys like Fedoni does Nebraska need to take a step forward? Is it just enough to fill out the captains? Is it one in each room? Just how important is it to find, you know, a high level of buy-in this spring specifically? Well, here's the thing that's interesting. Bill today talked about it on the show, Bill Bush. And he was, he was talking basically about what Matt Rule has said repeatedly, which is this, he's come across a team that's very tough-minded and coachable. And some people would say that's just what coaches say. That's not true. They don't. They don't always say that. I've seen it at Nebraska where they don't say that. The fact is this program wasn't in shambles. Now, now listen. You'll get texts right away, probably say, "Listen to Sepple, still sticking up for Frost." No, that's not what I'm doing. But they didn't come across a program that was disheveled. Um, they didn't win enough. That, that's for sure. But this isn't Riley all over again, where they just limp to the finish line and we're getting whacked and weren't working out and get, we're getting hammered at the, you know, we're getting blown out games that we're embarrassed. You know, it wasn't like that last year. I mean, they beat Iowa on the road to end the year and were in games all year long. So, Rule, I, I, don't, I think Rule's very genuine, as he keeps saying, this, this is a bunch of coachable guys. Um, these guys want to win. Um, this is a tough team. Um, so, so, Austin, what I'm telling you is I don't think you need to flip it that much. I don't think it. I don't think there needs to be a massive culture overhaul here. Yeah, um, there's going to be to the extent that it's a new group of leaders in the program, a new group of coaches. So there's naturally going to be a new culture. But he's not walking into a train wreck. And now again, you'll get a lot of pushback saying that. I don't care. I, I mean, all we got to do is listen to the coaches talk. Now, if you think all. If you don't agree with me, then essentially what you're saying is that Rule is not being genuine. I, I think Rule's genuine. I don't think he would talk about this team like he does if he didn't feel it. Check this out. Um, just, 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 just real quick, you don't have to be long on this one, but listen. The dagger that has been in Nebraska's heart about um, when they play Minnesota, Jamison Battle has jumped into the transfer portal. 
Do you think Seattle has jumped into the portal? Do you think that's the that's a player that the Huskers should go after with his style of play, the way that he plays the 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 game? Would it would it be a good fit that type of yeah, player no, for Nebraska? Why not? Yeah. What do you think? I think his shooting ability, the ability to stretch. Um, he's long. Um, I, I I would say I don't know on the defensive side maybe, but I think he has some 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 uh, qualities that would be a good fit. I'd get, yeah, I'd get the NIL operation going on that. I'd make sure the contact. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's, he's a proven Big Ten player that can shoot it Whew. all over. Right? Whew. Can stroke it. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah, he stroke can it. really shoot it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, no, I, I'm there. surprised he's leaving, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, so the big, the big, the young big oh, man, the young big man that they got. Gosh darn it! What, what is his name? Payne or Payne? Payne. Like I like, I like a Payne type uh, for for Nebraska. That I mean, he's not necessarily. He's got great feet, great timing. He is a physical and opposing post type player. They got a good young young squad going there. I was surprised to see Jamison jump in there too. He's got two years left though. You know, say, hey, I guess why not test the market? Yeah, I, yeah. Now, some people are going to say, Strick, some people are going to say, why are you guys surprised? I mean, they were their record was bad. Their record was bad, but I didn't think they were terrible. I didn't think they were they, bad, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they, it wasn't, I don't, when I look at the Big Ten tournament as it applies to Nebraska, I don't look at it like Nebraska lost to a terrible team. I didn't, that, that's not a terrible team. Yeah. They had a terrible record, but they weren't a terrible team. So, bat, no, absolutely, Battle would be a guy I would think Fred would look at. Because, hey, man, I mean, it, it's strangely in basketball sometimes you kind of overlook the most important thing, which is yeah. put the ball in the basket. I mean, yeah. you, you can get lost when you evaluate some guys in their, in their jumping ability and their length. But, oh, by the way, they can't shoot it. Well, I don't know. I mean, you can have a few of those guys um, – but I don't like I don't I just like guys that can put it in the basket. Yeah, there's 17 teams that have jumped out on them. Uh, notables are Arkansas as well as uh, Indiana has kind of jumped in on that. Illinois, Clemson, Cincinnati, Iowa State, <laughs> Nebraska's obviously in there. Uh, they're part of the mix. Uh, Ohio State, Oklahoma State. Yeah, so he's got a good Xavier, Villanova. So he's got a good um, amount of teams that are that are chasing after him. It's going to be a better of which which one fits, but definitely Nebraska's in on him. So, well, that's good. I mean, they, they, that, when I talk about a wing, that's what I'm talking about. It's great. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of player. Now, it would be a good to see a defender in there too. I mean, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about replacing Bandamel. Um, like I, I like to see an athletic wing. Uh, that, that plays defense like Bandamel did. Now Bandamel could play point. Um, maybe a guy like that who's versatile. Um, but yeah, and then you know, I mean, this is this isn't play time. You got to go get somebody to replace Walker, who turned out to be a fabulous player. Yeah. Um, you just don't, now those guys are hard to replace. Sam Greasel's hard to replace. Walker hard to replace. Uh, Bandamel not probably quite as hard, but only because of the position he plays. You should be able to get a guy like that. But man, Biggs. Those bigs, I mean, those are very. That's a valuable. You lost a, a man in Walker, um, so it's got. Hey, all my wife's saying, those like Robin Washit covering this part of Nebraska basketball is gigantic in the next few weeks. 
Sure is. That's Steve Sipple of Early Break with Sip and Jake and Coach Bill Bush now, as well as Husker Online on 3. Steve, appreciate your time as always. I will catch up with you after a big junior day for Husker football this weekend. Oh, yeah, big junior day and then uh, pro day tomorrow. That's right. We'll get your thoughts on that next week if you're game. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Once again, Steve Sipple with us here on the block. We'll step aside and set you up for old school on the other side.